Welcome to this special edition series of Penta Communications' top growth podcast, Emerging Stronger. Produced to help leaders gain valuable insight into strategies to help them lead their organizations more effectively through the coronavirus epidemic. Our host, Deborah Penta, interviews several leading experts in various disciplines, bringing together a well-rounded, all-star lineup on subjects such as positive thinking, wellness, business growth, and how to sell out of an economic downturn. Well, good day and welcome to the special edition series of Top Growth Emerging Stronger. And today, our topic is how to avoid emotional eating in times of extreme stress. In times of extreme stress and with higher anxiety and extended remote working environments, people have a tendency to eat more and eat more of the wrong stuff. The COVID-19 crisis is truly unprecedented in so many ways, and working remotely adds a new twist with immediate access to food. In this podcast, you'll learn strategies to emerge from stress healthier by not allowing your anxiety to negatively impact eating choices. In this episode, esteemed health and lifestyle coach Denise Lockbaum shares simple habits that you can do every day to eat and feel healthier during this time. She will talk about what you can do to take immediate control over your healthy eating habits and will also discuss the importance of movement and exercise. In addition, Denise shares her top five emotional eating busting strategies with our listeners. For over 20 years, Denise has been helping people of all ages take control of their personal wellness to emerge more knowledgeable, happier, and healthier. She is the founder of the Keto Health Fast and has been practicing as a certified Pilates instructor for over two decades. Denise integrates healthy eating decisions with the power of flow and movement. And as a cereal dieter with over 30 years of experience, she's an expert in what not to do to maintain weight loss. She has lost over 200 pounds, the same 10 pounds over 20 times. Her quest to end yo-yo dieting and her gut and digestion issues brought her to her latest passion as a health and lifestyle coach. Her specialty is metabolic health restoration through reversing metabolic dysfunction as well as improving gut health. Denise only references the latest in evidence-based research science from the experts in their fields, including ketogenic mechanisms, diabetes, cancer, neurology, longevity, and human performance. She is presently enrolled in a professional training course offered by Nutrition Network, which is an education, connection, and learning platform founded by the Noakes Foundation in partnership with an esteemed team of doctors and scientists. The platform has been designed exclusively for medical practitioners across all disciplines, covering the latest and most up-to-date science and research in the field of low-carb nutrition. She has aligned herself with the Nutrition Coalition, whose primary goal is ensuring United States nutrition policy is based on rigorous scientific evidence. Denise, welcome to our podcast today, and thank you for joining us. Good morning, Deborah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You know, Denise, very often when people are feeling stressed or immersed in anxiety, 
they tend to eat more and eat more of the wrong stuff. And the COVID-19 crisis is truly unprecedented in so many ways. And working remotely adds this new twist with immediate access to food. How can people emerge from their stress healthier by not allowing their anxiety to negatively impact their eating? Well, what I like to uh, coach my clients is to really set their mindset. And I think that it's really important that we plan and that we think ahead. So yesterday being Sunday, I consider it the start of the week and um, I get out my calendar and I plan what kind of a week I want to have. And that's my weekly plan. But then I also have a daily plan. And the first thing I do personally, Deborah, is when I wake up, I take a second to sit down. I grab a bottle of water or just, you know, any purified water that you might have. And I set my mindset towards gratitude and thankfulness. So I'm mentally preparing myself to have a good day. I'm telling myself I'm going to have a great day today. And that's just the first thing that you can do out of the gate to set your intentions. And so basically what you're saying is start with mindfulness, um, with purpose, and establishing a plan for your wellness. I mean, we're all so great about establishing goals every day for what we need to get accomplished, um, goals for our business um, dealings and what we need to do and what we need to get done. Um, but so many CEOs and um, C-level executives, entrepreneurs, anybody really has difficulty in providing that same um, quality of support to themselves. And so I love the idea of really taking more of a mindful approach to starting your day. Um, and so once they do that, um, once they, have, they sit down, they start their day by hydrating um, with some good quality water, um, and then prepare their meals hopefully in advance or at least what they have, um, what is it that they can do to just really... Per, per, just present their thoughts in their mind to set their mindset correctly for the day. Um, yeah, it's, you know, nutrition and nutrition science, it's a, it's a very, very hotly debated topic amongst many experts. And so one of the latest emerging, um, it's just recently been illuminated, is that um, the concept that we should um, eat to maybe maintain body weight or to lose body weight um, has not as much um, power as it used to be. We were always told, you know, eat less and work out more, and that's how you can either lose weight or maintain it. And a doctor out of Canada, Dr. Jason Fung, he has illuminated the concept of reducing your meal frequency with the ultimate goal of reducing your insulin. And so that's what I coach. I teach my clients how to harness or take control over insulin by reducing meal frequency and reducing snacks. Because every time we eat, the body is going to secrete some degree of insulin and we're going to change the amount of sugar that is flowing through the blood. Denise, what are some simple habits that you would recommend that people can do every day to eat and feel healthier during this time? Well, the first habit is to have a plan. So waking up and uh, having your weekly plan, having your daily plan. 
Um, the other thing that I think is super important is to have a, a support system, to have uh, people that you respect, that are like-minded, and that you can go to or surround yourself uh, that is going to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve. So uh, I would also say that hydration and uh drinking lemon water, just making sure that when you feel like maybe you're hungry, maybe you're actually thirsty. So that would be one of the first line of defenses before you might maybe do some stress eating is to just make sure that you're, you're hydrated and that it's not hunger, but maybe it's thirst. Um, the other thing I would suggest is avoid eating all day long from like the minute you you wake up to the minute you go to bed. Try to reduce your meal frequency and try to reduce your snacks with the ultimate goal of reducing insulin as well as hopefully controlling your uh, blood sugar. And then, of course, movement. You know, they say that sitting is the new smoking. So, you know, getting up, maybe creating a standing desk uh, would be a good idea. But don't think that you're working out to lose weight. You work out for wellness and because it's really good for you. And it is a stress reducer as well. So those would be my five steps that I would recommend. Wonderful. And um, so I love the idea um, really of, of the, you know, the wellness, um, working out for wellness. And I think that a lot of people do work out to keep healthy and also to alleviate stress. A good morning workout really sets your mind um, in a good place for the day. And, and I think even just accomplishing your workout in the morning, if you can, if you're a morning workout person, it really does set the tone for the day. Um, but, you know, a lot of people being uh, in their homes during this time with COVID-19 um, and they're not able to go to the gym, those people who have home gyms, have access to using them. Some of them may not be using them. Uh, other people who do not have access to a home gym, um, you know, are really struggling. So what types of things do you recommend um, people do on a, a daily basis to help alleviate um, some stress with regards to your suggestion of getting out there and exercising? You know, again, the best thing that I do for myself, I schedule in when I'm going to work out. I block off a little bit of time in my day. So I do that on Sunday. I look at my calendar. But then I think if you have a space, even if it's in your bedroom, what's wonderful, Deborah, right now, a lot of people have taken their platforms online. So Body Mind Balance, they're offering Pilates online. I know yoga studios are doing the same thing. So whatever your form of movement that you enjoy doing, that's the best one to be doing. So definitely scheduling it in there, try to find a little sanctuary space, you know, a lot of uh, equipment like a TheraBand or um, a couple of dumbbells are pretty economical. And, you know, really exercising, as you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a discipline. And hopefully during this stressful time, because we can't go to our studios and we can't go to our gyms and get to our trainers, um, you know, now we have to become a bit more accountable to ourselves. So it is, there's no doubt, this is a very, very unique time in history. So uh, knowing that we have the next whole entire month of um, April, um, that we are going to not be able to, you know, participate in our activities, we're, we have to be a bit more disciplined and make sure that we're getting it in. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really like to, I want to circle back on the, um, the all day snacking. Um, because, you know, people who are in remote situations, um, you know, it's very easy 
pour some nuts in a small bowl and snack on those nuts while you're working on an outline or, you know, even grabbing a protein bar or grabbing a bowl of whatever. And um, because they're, 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 they have access to it, it's there. Um, and so the, the concept and the uh, science of um, increasing your insulin um, by eating when you eat is a very interesting one. And I know that you have read so much and you've done tremendous research. Can you share with our listeners what some books would be? So if they're interested in just touching the surface of this, um, this philosophy, what books would be valuable for them to read um, to get more information about um, this from a scientific standpoint and from a health and wellness standpoint? Uh, I would say my top go-to is the godfather of all things uh, insulin because he's a nephrologist, a kidney specialist, and he's reversing um, kidney disease, type 2 diabetes by the thousands. Um, Dr. Jason Fung, uh, the obesity code. And one thing I just recently realized, Deborah, is these um, doctors, they put out their book. So he's got the obesity code. And then second, they'll put out a cookbook. But what's super cool is in the beginning of the cookbook is an abbreviated version of the book. <laughs> so in my opinion, get the cookbook, not that the recipes are so fantastic, but in the beginning, you get this nice, um, it's a nice synthesis of what the book is, or Audible. I do a lot of on Audible, but definitely Jason Fung would be my first go-to um, for um, understanding the human metabolism, dispelling a lot of the myths that are out there, you know, regarding um, reducing meal frequency. Uh, and then Dr. Mercola, Fat for Fuel, his Fat for Fuel cookbook is uh, wonderful as well. And for human performance, um, the art and science of uh, low-carb living um, is a very, very good book for people that are very active and crossfitters and marathoners. So Jason Fung is number one without a shadow of a doubt. He really says it like is it, and you can find him on YouTube as well. Great. That's great advice. And um, let's talk about some foods that you feel in your experience um, provide energy. So what, what are some really great healthy foods that provide energy and fuel. I know avocados are really huge with respect to that, but you know, what else would you recommend so that as people are listening to this and they're thinking about, you know, going to the grocery store and um, and and doing a good job in planning what they have in the house um, over the next week, two weeks, what what types of things should they be putting into their carriages that would help them get some healthy natural fuel? So I subscribe to um, controlling blood sugar through our food choices and without a doubt, um, your vegetables, your green leafy vegetables are not only going to bring you a lot of micronutrients, uh, they also can be quite filling. So that would be if you're if you're looking for low carb uh, options are going to be the leafy greens, but then from there, uh, just pulling up a PDF of low-carb vegetables. I love cauliflower. 
um, any, any which way these days, you know, having it riced or, you know, making a, a cauliflower buffalo dish. Uh, there's cauliflower pizzas. You just got to be careful and read because there's a lot of out there that are not low carb. But um, because I am, you know, a low carber that also subscribes to using, you know, time-restricted eating, um, when you reduce your carbohydrates um, and you're basically consuming vegetables as your primary carbohydrate, you can then enjoy things like avocados that are higher in fat um, that are very, very satiating. My number one go-to as far as healthy fats is going to be a real high-quality olive oil. Um, there's just so much evidence and so much on the uh, nutritional value and what it brings to the body. And people that are centurions um, that uh, live the longest, they have the highest intake of olive oil. Um, and then watching, you know, your protein consumption, I think right now we are in, uh, you know, protein um, just an error where I, I did it myself, where I was consuming massive quantities of it. And unfortunately, I wasn't digesting it very well. And um, it, it's very stimulatory. And it's wonderful if you want to grow. Um, but if you are, are looking to not grow, I, don't, I wouldn't be the first thing I would run to. I would be running to my vegetables and pairing them with healthy fats to make them taste delicious. You know, cultured butter, um, I love mushrooms, um, but I also um, recognize that we have uh, this ecosystem that dwells inside of us, the gut microbiome, that I believe is a huge part of what we're craving. And so I look at it this way, Deborah. We have two dogs that live inside of us, and the one that we feed is going to grow in vegetables first before I'm even thinking about the bag of potato chips that are in the cabinet or, you know, the, the pizza that I, that's been on my mind since I saw it on the commercial or whatever. But I, I suggest feeding your body nutrient-dense foods first. And hopefully you can drown out that other dog that's trying to drive your attention during this stressful time. Yeah, that's really great advice. And I think the more nutrient density that you're able to derive out of vegetables and healthy foods is really going to help you feel better. You're going to feel better, um, have better energy, increased energy, and even a better mindset and outlook because you know you're doing good things for yourself. Um, and I think that those people that are feeling isolated or just craving uh, a little normalcy, they're going to feel a heck of a lot better, um, you know, and just um, with their intake. And so, Denise, if we had to end on a, on a note where you would be um, leaving our listeners with your top five emotional eating busting strategies, what would they be? So my top five uh, emotional eating busting strategies would be to have a plan. Um, you know, Deborah, what you think about, you bring about. So if you wake up and you say, I'm going to have a great day, I'm going to have a healthy day. So set your intentions and then find some support, find a group or find some friends or find a coach that you respect and that can help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Then I would say hydrate. Definitely be putting in things that are not dehydrating. Coffee dehydrates us. We know alcohol dehydrates us. So constantly be thinking that you need to be inviting in hydration. Avoid eating all day. Try to close your window of eating and try to avoid snacking. Try to enjoy nutrient-dense 
meals as opposed to, you know, lots of little bits all day just to control that insulin. And then also getting up and moving, just standing, just, just trying not to be sitting all day if you can. Those would be my five. Those are great, Denise, and we are so grateful to you for taking the time to help our listeners really get a a good understanding of what they can be doing right now to maintain and improve themselves from a wellness standpoint during this time. Um, Your work is just really incredible, and um, you have such great reviews and ratings and great... um, great success with your clients. And we're just very uh, pleased and honored that you took the time to be with us today in this podcast. And we want to thank you so very much and wish you a very healthful uh, next couple of weeks. And um, with hopes, we'll be able to invite you on again um, and maybe delve deeper into one of these topics. Deborah, I can't thank you enough. I'm completely humbled and honored to um, share my thoughts. And um, I I hope that uh, you stay healthy and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you, Denise. And the same to you. You take good care. You too. Take care. Thank you.